everyone. I'm Janine Stanley, uh, sounding somewhat like a chipmunk today, maybe, <laughs> for some of you. Um, welcome to Expedition 202, getting the right position. So we're going to talk today about one of the most um, kind of anxiety-producing aspects of IRA in the very beginning, and that's positioning of your camera and knowing exactly what the agent sees. And tonight, of course, with me are my intrepid explorers here, Ryan Bishop, our <clears throat> Explorer account manager. YouTube, YouTube extraordinaire. <laughs> extraordinaire. And we have the agent rock star herself, Emma Vincent. Hello, Emma. Hello. Hello. Yeah, so we're going to have fun tonight with, uh, with explaining to you exactly what your agent sees. And we're going to go through an onboarding. So if some of you wondered what we were talking about when we talked about onboarding, you will find out tonight. But first of all, so Ryan, where is the phone camera? Because I know my phone's got a bunch of cameras. Where am I going to be looking for the phone camera? Absolutely. Yeah. So the camera that you're going to use is going to be on the back of the device. It'll always be the back. And usually if you're holding the phone away from you, you it'll be on the back i'm gonna say right of the phone if, depending on how you're looking at your phone but it is the one that is up in the very top right hand corner of the phone if the camera is facing away from you um and it's all that's going to be the camera that's always used so we always use the back camera is there any way that ira can switch to the front camera people have asked unfortunately no that is not possible um so we okay. cannot switch to the front camera yep that clears that up now on the iphone the camera is i should mention that it's also for photos too uh, so yes. when the photos are taken um yeah so with the agent when the agent views out of the back camera is also for your photos as well so your photos do get taken from back camera Great. and you'll be able to feel a little round raised area um on the back now on the iphone it's always going to be if the phone screen is facing you on the back of the phone, then that's going to be in the upper right-hand section. But on an Android phone, it can be a number of places. If you have one of our Galaxy J7s that came with the Horizon Kit, the camera is going to be in the upper part of the back in the middle. So it's almost exactly in the center. And let me grab one here and hold it up. There we go. We see that? Yeah, it looks like you're holding up a black phone there with the camera almost dead center, slightly off to while you're looking at it the right side. Looks like you got that there and you can see the flash as well. Yep. And let's talk a little bit about the flash because we'll, we'll be talking about the flash later on when we talk about photos. But Emma, what can agents do and not do with the flashlight on your camera? Yeah, so the flashlight is one of our super useful tools that we're able to access while you're on a call with us. So one of the main reasons we use the flashlight is just if you don't have your lights on. So maybe you're calling at night or you're calling from a room that doesn't have any lights on in it. Um, totally okay. We can just turn that flashlight on for you, look at whatever we need to look at, and uh, then turn it off and you're good to go. Another reason why we would use a flashlight is um, to take a picture of something when it is in low lighting. So maybe there's enough to see it but when we wanna get a picture of it, we want it to be nice and bright. That's another reason why the flash would be used. Um, so another one, which is less common, but still I've helped people with is um, navigating at night. So if they're walking at night, just to get a little bit more light in front of them, it doesn't do a ton, but it does give a little bit of help. If you're walking at night and the streets aren't lit very well, we can keep the camera, um, the flashlight on. Uh, but just a reminder, it does drain the battery a little bit faster. So just keep that in mind um, if you're going on a longer navigation call with the flashlight on. Good advice. Now, the newer phones with the multiple cameras, does that make it a little bit easier at night? Because I know one of those cameras was supposed to be for low light. Does that uh, kick in at night and make it a little bit easier? Ooh, I actually don't know. Um, I actually don't think I've had a call where someone has let me know that they have a newer phone. I would assume that, yeah, I, that's great. I hope that they do. <laughs> but mm -hmm. I, uh, I don't know specifically firsthand. I haven't had anyone tell me about their new camera. Oh, wow. So now everybody, your challenge is to go out now. Now that it's getting darker in the northern hemisphere earlier on, uh, everybody go out at night and just see <laughs> see what will happen. Stay safe, everyone. So we've got this new explorer. His name is Ryan. He's a really nice guy. And he's called into Ira, and he's going to do an onboarding. So I'm going to turn this over to Emma and Ryan to show you guys what the parts of an onboarding are like that involve 
um, actually what the agent can see and how you are going to be moving with the camera. Yeah, so right now I currently have Ryan's phone screen shared. So Okay, actually, oh. I thought... I thought we were doing this a bit different, so give me just okay. a second because I thought we were actually going to do from the from like the very 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 beginning. Um, very very very. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Do you want me to keep your so, phone shared or you uh, pause for, it for a second? Pause it for a second. Okay, we'll, pause. We'll okay, so what? Um, I'm going to walk us through, or I'm going to talk us through what I'm going to do. We went over this uh, last time too, but I'm going to talk through what I'm going to do here on the phone, and then Emma will uh, will do a mock onboarding here. Um, so give me just one second here. And while Ryan is doing that, I will remind everyone that next week at this time, we will be talking about formatting. So if you do a lot of formatting, come and join us then. We will uh, be talking about all of the foibles of formatting. Okay. So what I'm going to go ahead and do, I have my Ira app open. So um, in this uh, experience, we're going to assume that you've already gone to the App Store and you've downloaded your app for the first time and you've never used the app. You want me to um, share so, your screen? Um, I'm going to enter my phone number on this screen here. Do you want me to uh, share your screen? I had it paused or wait until you're done. Give me a second. Okay. Um, I'm going to, there's going to be a screen that's going to pop up. That's going to ask for the number uh, and we can show you that here. Um, and, but what's going to happen is it's going to send you a text code, a four digit code. Um, and I need to get this code. We'll get his text code to log in here. And if you were on iOS, there's a really simple way to get that text code into the edit box. And that is to just go up above the numpad where it appears on the screen. And there's a little area up there where your predictive text appears. And you will see the message with the number in it. Just double tap on that and voila. Or sort of voila, right? Yeah, so Ryan just, I can see his phone even though no one else can. So he just got that four digit code from his text messaging. And now he's entering it into the IRA app where it asks um, for the four digit code just to confirm that your cell phone um, number was entered correctly and to make sure it's secure. So that was accepted and it's processing now. Okay, go ahead and share now. <laughs> okay, and I'm sharing the screen. All right, so now you're on a screen here that is going to give exactly what our new users are going to see. So it's going to say, um, and I'll let you go ahead and read it just so they can. Yeah, sure. So it is a black screen with the um, white writing that says, Welcome to Ira, a free service for anyone. And then it has a logo of, um, or a little drawing of an, an agent. And then it says, Looking for extra information for everyday tasks? Connect with an Ira agent to discover what you can do. All calls under five minutes are free. And just a reminder, that's one a day, um, unless you have a plan with us. And then by continuing, you accept Ira's terms of service and privacy policy. It does have two links, one to our terms of service, one to our privacy policy. And then you can accept and continue or cancel. So in the... Just of time, I'm not going to click on the terms of service and privacy policy links. Although, as a new user, I do recommend you do read those. Um, you can find those on our website or uh, on your phone uh, when you download the app for the first time. I do recommend you do read them, especially the uh, terms of service. Those are most definitely important. Um, and we do ask that uh, those are read. So for this, I am going to hit the accept and continue button. Now, one thing that you're not going to see, um, because my phone already has this done, is here uh, when I um, tap on the Call Ira for Free button on uh, that is now on the screen, and I'll have uh, Emma describe that in a second here, um, it will ask me for uh, a couple of permissions that you're going to have to accept first. So it's going to ask for your camera, your microphone, and location services. Um, we use the camera, of course, so your agent can see things. Um, if you do not allow us camera, your agent will not be able to see out of the back of your phone. Um, the microphone so the agent can hear you. And of course, location services um, so the agent can see where you are. Um, and we can describe that a little bit more here in a second. Um, but when I go ahead and tap this call, what's going to happen is it's going to go out and go to an agent like Emma, who will be able to answer the call. If you're gonna give me a second, if you're actually gonna call, are you gonna actually call? Yeah, I'll okay. go ahead and do it. Give me one way. moment just to make sure I can grab that. Yeah, no worries. Um, and so I'll kind of go over the home screen. We went over this a little bit in the last expedition, um, but as a new user, uh, one thing that you are going to see 
um, is a promotion that's applied called free welcome calls. Um, this promotion um, does just kind of show that you are a, a new user to IRA. Um, the agents will be able to see that, and that is what allows us to do your onboarding. Um, other than that, you do get your regular home screen. Um, so you have your call button, which is what is highlighted instantly. The call button uh, can be found if you don't get highlighted on it with the voiceover cursor or Android cursor is to just put your finger in the middle of the phone screen and it will automatically go to that call IRA for free button um, that will be on the screen. And when I'm you, ready for you when you are ready. When I tap on this, I'll let you guys hear it. Um, you'll hear a little bit of a ringing tone if you've never called before. So here we go. We're going to... And then we got picked up by Agent Emma. And now. And can you hear, should I mute myself? Are you hearing me double or are we good like this? Nope, I think you're I'm good. hearing you double, but it's totally up. It's totally, I have the phone I away, so you're Ryan fine. I will hear you double, um, but we can hear you fine from yep. here. Perfect. Okay. I can try to mute myself too once we get into this. Um, so first I would ask uh, what your first name and email is. Um, I already have Ryan's first name and email, so I can just quickly enter those unless you'd like to say them. Go ahead. You can. <laughs> <laughs> so now everybody imagine Ryan's, uh, all Ryan's information. Essentially, when I, if we were not here, Emma would ask me what I would like to do today. She would also say that she does see that this is the first time I'm calling and that there's some, a little bit of information that we do need to collect. Um, yeah. And then would ask for the first name and email address. Okay, so it does look like um, maybe for privacy reasons or whatever, it got out of your um, remote control. So unfortunately, you're not being uh, screen shared right now, but we can still go through the process if you'd like. Yeah, that's okay. You're still on the app, right? Um, I am I'm on, I'm still in your call with you. Correct. Just for That's some fine. reason, the team viewer guy can disconnect it. Yeah. I'm not surprised. It probably, the, the IRA app probably overrode the camera. I so, think so. It, oh, yeah. makes oh, sense. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So yeah. So now we're welcoming you to the free training at IRA, which is whatever, what we do. Um, if you'd like to, for your first call. So you'd call in, we'd ask if you'd like to participate in a free training with IRA. One of the great things about this free training is it allows you to get one free week of unlimited IRA. Um, so that really gives you a one whole week to try it out as much as you'd like try some tasks that you maybe are unsure if it would work for um spoiler alert it works for almost anything so hopefully that won't be a problem yeah and, no it uh, sounds yeah. great <laughs> so um so i'd say welcome to the free training would you like to begin yeah let's begin okay um so to start do you have any questions that we can answer right away about ira you know, I, I don't think I do. Um, I, I think we'll go ahead and go on with the training. Sounds good. Um, if you did, we have plenty of frequently asked questions that we could have gone through. And so now we're going to personalize it a little bit more. Let's go. go. You. you know what? You know what? You have, you have some there. Let's go ahead and go through a few just for, for fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so one of the main questions is, how does IRA work and what is IRA? So IRA is a service that connects two people using an app on your phone. Um, you are on one end and I'm on the other. So when you call into IRA, your agent uses their dashboard to see through your camera's device and describe things like labels, see your location on the map, um, to explore your area, research things online, um, anything that you might want us to help with. Um, we're available 24-7 and short calls under five minutes are free once a day or more um, if you have a plan. If you have questions or um, want technical support, you're also welcome to call our customer care team, which is available 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Pacific time every day. And we can send you that phone number, um, or you can also find it on our app or on our website. Um, so that's one of the wonderful. basic... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and also uh, has information about our free access locations and our free IRA calls. Um, so those are uh, our, our access locations are ones that are geolocated. So if you're in the location that is sponsored or a promo, um, sorry, an access location, you can search for free locations on your actual app, or you can just call in and we can let you know if you're in that location or not. So places like that would be Walgreens, Walmarts, those types of places, some airports, some schools. Um, there's a really long list of them, some museums, that type of thing. Sounds wonderful. You know, I, I, I 
that that's that's it's too good to be true, honestly. You know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then so next we will get some information about you. So um, this would be things like, oh, what made you download the app? Do you have any specific tasks that you would like to use Ira for? I want to take pictures, and uh, you know, I want to I want to be able to go and and just check out some of these museums too. They sound great. Yeah, yeah you know, that's great. I, I, so I love museums. I was... <laughs> so after you give us some ideas like that, we can just kind of spout out some more ideas that will help you um, uh, kind of keep the ball rolling on what things you could use Ira for. So I would, if you said you liked museums like you did, I would say, yeah, we have lots of museums. So, and I can give you a list of those that are all free. Um, and then let's see, the next thing we're going to do is um, fill out your profile. So your right. profile is going to give us information about you that will help um, the agents every time they take the call. So are you um, low vision sighted or completely blind? I am completely blind. Okay. And do you use a white dog or sorry, a, a, white, <laughs> cane. <laughs> a white cane, a guide dog um, or neither? I use a white cane. Okay. Hopefully a and dog soon, but you know. <laughs> Ooh, exciting. Okay. And then next would be your orientation. How do you prefer to receive orientation information? Do you like left and right? Do you like degrees, cardinal directions, clock face? Um, I would say left and right. Perfect. Okay. And then on your average call, um, of course, you're able to cater it to each call, but on your average call, would you like little detail, just the basics, um, such as directions or um, things like that, or moderate detail, uh, such as um, uh, signs and larger things next, like around you. And then rich detail is basically just as much information as we can provide, facial expressions, um, that kind of stuff. I think we're going to say moderate detail. Um, Perfect. Awesome. And so then a few other things that we would be able to fill out if you'd like um, is addresses, emergency contacts. We can get um, different uh, information like that. Those things help us fill out, you know, a lot of people call in to help us to have us help them fill out forms online. Having your address and that type of information already on your profile just makes it a little quicker for us because we can cut and paste it. Um, but of course, we can always just ask you as well. And then we also have a section for notes. So this notes section in your profile, um, there's a few different ways that we can hold notes for you, but one is your notes on our dashboard. And this is a great section to have anything you want the agent to see right away when they take your call. So maybe you're hard of hearing, or maybe you um, would like us to speak more slowly or something like that. Those are all things that we can, or you don't, you know, you want to avoid escalators, um, something like that. Anything you'd like us to see right away when we take your call, that's the section for that. And you can just let us know anything you'd like to go in there. There's not a limit of the information there. Um, so do you have anything you'd like us to add to your notes? I, you know, I don't, I don't think so at this time, but I can always add to those later, right? If I want to. Absolutely. Yeah. We can, every time you call in, we're able to edit your notes. Um, and so let's say you wanted to call back in later today to work on a, um, a website. You could give me your website now. I could throw that in your notes. And when you call back in later today, you can access it. Or if it was something like you're going to a party tomorrow and you just wanted the person who, um, that called it, went, the person who took your call to know right away, that's the other type of information we could use. So really the notes is totally up to you to cater it to however it would best suit you. Brilliant. Awesome. And so a few other things that we can do is go is take photos for you. Um, I can also tell you information about GPS and we can also order ride shares for you. Um, all of those things we're able to do with this dashboard. You can also go live and you can also look at the free access offers. Well, you know, I, I've always been curious about positioning and how on all that. So let's do photos and, and maybe we can talk about some camera positioning and, and what the best way is and answer some questions. I, I think uh, there, there's some questions on how best to position the camera um, yeah. and some common questions there. So definitely. So um, the most common photo that we take is of documents. Um, so that would be uh, the reason that we would take photos of documents with your permission would be to zoom in and also so you don't just have to hold the camera steady while we're reading it. Um, so if you happen to have anything we can take a photo of, um, we can kind of do a mock of that. Definitely. And so out of interest, um, while I'm acquiring something to take a photo of, uh, <laughs> does it matter for you whether the phone is in portrait mode or landscape mode? Does it really matter at all about that? No. Yeah, that's a great question. So it doesn't matter 
um, if it's in portrait or landscape, it will just rotate what we're looking at. Um, the only thing, main thing to remember is if it is in portrait mode, that we're able to see more top to bottom. And if it's in landscape, we're able to see more side to side. So if you're having us look at a piece of paper, for example, that is oriented um, in a you know, normally and not on its side, portrait mode would be the best. So we're able to see the the longer way and it, or, you know, the taller way. And if you had um, a, maybe a picture on a wall or something that was more wide, maybe it would be better to turn your phone on the side, but either way works. Um, we're super adaptable and can help kind of with any, um, anything you do, we'll be able to get a picture of it or be able to see it. Amazing. And how far would you say that I would have to hold the camera away from the object in question to be able to take the photo? Um, so it depends on how big the object is. So for a normal piece of paper, I would say holding it about a foot and a half away um, to two feet away will give us the best view of it, depending on how big it is um, and what type of camera and phone you have. Another, um, if you're looking at something maybe on the wall, you might have to stand further back, maybe three feet, four feet, depending on how large it is. If you're at a museum, you might even need to stand five, six feet away. But the great thing with our photos is, is we can always take a picture and zoom in. So even if you're far away from something, we can still get that rich detail using our HD photos, which is such a great um, feature that we have. It really helps us. And it also, the fun thing about photos is we can take photos of things for you. So not just to look at pictures or to read things for you, but we can also take photos of fun things for you. Like, let's say you made a delicious dinner and you want to show your friends. We, you can call in, we can um, help you you know, pose it and everything, take a photo, give a description. We can type up a description and attach it to that photo and send it over to you. So that's one of the really great things. So I have a book here and I just flipped to a random page. It, uh, you know, it's a gaming book and I just, you know, maybe get a picture of that if we can. Definitely. So the way that Ryan's holding the phone right now, it's mostly for looking in the bottom right corner. So I would ask him to tilt the camera up slightly. Um, perfect. Just like that. And then a half inch to the left. And I would say, pause here. Is it okay if I take a photo? It is, yes. Okay, and then I'm taking a photo now. And, and when she you... took the photo, just so you guys are aware, my phone did say taking a picture, and it did also play the camera sound as well. Um, so you do know when your agents are taking photos on your um, on your behalf, and your phone will let you know that. Definitely. So right now I'm able to see a nice clear photo of the book. It's it's uh, nice and centered, and I could either um, just read off this if he just needed information for it. I could save it. Um, to the dashboard for him if he wanted to access it later. I could email it to him or text it to, um, or send it to his IRA app. And if you have an Android phone, it just saves right to your phone as well. And that's one of the super useful features that we can access with our dashboard. And I should also mention, um, and for iPhone users, um, when Emma does take a picture of this and saves it to your phone, um, she would also put a description of the photo. If you did decide to save this to your IRA app and of course to your phone's camera roll, that picture description will save to both your camera roll and to the IRA app if should you choose to save it. So it is definitely a good useful feature to have those descriptions um, and have those in there for that information, so. Awesome. So that's um, a lot, basically how the camera works. And just for anyone who's kind of nervous about calling in for the first time about how to hold the phone, that is something that we help people with all the time. So do not worry about that at all. We are very familiar with, you know, if you want to read something that's curved, maybe on a bottle or something that's behind the table or in a weird angle, we definitely are able to help you navigate that phone to get the best um, view of whatever we need to look at. So don't worry about that. Just call in and we can work with you to get the angle just right. Awesome. All right. So I have a big question regarding that. Emma, how do you guys handle like things that are shiny? Like, uh, well, let's say a metallic, you know, I need to read the serial number on my dishwasher and it's in this little metallic plate in the dishwasher. What would be the best thing for me to do to help you guys read that? Yeah, so um, depending on how shiny it is, there'd be a few different ways we could go about it. Um, sometimes with metallic surfaces, you don't want to flash on it. And then sometimes with metallic surfaces, you do want to flash on it. So it actually, we'd have to do a little bit of trial and error just to get that best angle on it. Um, but metallic uh, numbers, that shouldn't be an issue. Even engraved numbers shouldn't be an issue. Um, 
it might, we might have to try a few different things out, a few different lightings, turn the light on, turn the light off just to get that best angle. If it's um, not a very good, uh, clear numbers for us or clear wording for us, but um, I haven't met something I haven't been able to uh, read yet. So we're on for the challenge, um, no matter how small the, the lettering or how hard to read it is. I should also mention to everybody, um, and I know Emma mentioned it earlier, um, since now that we're not um, being all official. Uh, <laughs> I turned on the light here um, to read the book, which FYI, I know people are curious. It was an Animal Crossing guide. Um, I, I play Nintendo Switch way too much for my own good. Um, but <laughs> um, it, uh, Emma would also have the ability to turn on the flashlight on my phone as well if it was too dark in the area that we were in. Um, so we... Uh, the agents definitely do have the ability to get access to anything they need to in any area. So if it's too dark or if you need to crawl underneath something uh, per se to get, to get access to what you need to get a picture of or what you want the agents to see, we definitely have the ability to get that manipulation um, to be able to access whatever you might need. Definitely. Um, is there any other features we want to test out while we're on the call together or should I hang up? I think for the call? I don't think we have anything else for the onboarding call. One of the things that you would do, Emma, if you can describe how to illustrate to people just how much the camera can pick up. Um, I thought this was really fascinating when I did it during my onboarding of kind of using your hands, you know, to, okay, now I can see your hand. Now I can't see your hand. Definitely. Yeah. My camera here. I'll move back. There we go. Definitely. So um, one of the, yeah, so you can put your hands up if you want. We are actually able to see a pretty similar view from um, what Janine's doing right now, which is holding your hands up on Zoom. That Zoom camera is a pretty similar angle to uh, the camera in landscape mode. So she has both hands up. She's a few feet back, maybe three feet back from the camera, and she's got both hands up. You can bring them in slightly, Janine, and pause there. Bring them out maybe four inches each um, to further away from you. Perfect pause there. So right now I'm able to see to about the middle of each of Janine's hands. Um, and they're turning a little <laughs> white because you brought them a little closer and they're picking up your background, but um, <laughs> we're good. So, the, My so they, she had her hands out to describe what was going on. She had her hands out um, about a foot away from each shoulder. And so that was, we were able to see that wide the um, from right to left maybe about three feet while she was a few feet away from the camera um, and when you're on the call with us let's say someone's sitting in front of you uh, if you're about three feet away from them just like Janine was three feet away from me it's about the same amount maybe four feet and you'd be able to see about a foot off of each of their shoulders now that that kind of goes out in a triangle um, so the farther away the wider we're able to see if you were standing in the middle of the street for example we'd probably be able to see um, houses on each side of you about uh, maybe 30 feet ahead of you so the angle, if something's real close up, we're able to, you know, just see that. But the further you go away from it, we're able to get a really large picture. And this is really helpful in places like the grocery store. If you stand against one aisle um, and take a picture of the one, the, the aisle in front of you, we're able to see a really large amount of items on that aisle. And so if you were looking for a specific type of pasta, we'd be able to zoom into all those different boxes that all feel and look the same next to each other um, and make sure you got the right one without having to go individually to, by each one and checking it. So that camera angle is really wide and we're also able to get lots of detail in it um, when we zoom in. Now, how about reading signs? Because let's say you're walking through an airport, which we, we all hope we'll be doing soon, but you know, you're walking anywhere. How about reading things on the move? How does that work with the camera positioning and everything? Yeah, so depending on... Um, how you walk basically so some people um, are a little bit more um, moving move a little bit more when they walk totally normal not something that we can't handle not an issue the only thing is we just probably ask you to pause and so you stop walking tilt the camera up we'd either be able to see the, the sign that we're looking for or we might have to take a photo depending on how far away it is um, so that's one way to navigate and see a, a sign another way we can see it is some, once in a while um, either the camera's smooth enough or the sign is big enough that we're just able to see it while you're walking so you wouldn't even need to pause and we would just be able to see that sign and read it like Janine said super helpful in confusing airports where oh there's wings and hallways and everything all around so um, that's one easy way to navigate airports with the camera and most of the time those airport signs are pretty large we don't even need you to stop 
So that's one of the really awesome things about navigating the airports with Ira. And we can see all of those delicious restaurants <laughs> from far away um, and, and help you get to those as well. <laughs> awesome. Well, Ryan, what do you think about taking some questions this evening? I think that we can open this up for questions. So if you do have a question out there on Zoom or... I'm talking and muted. I am rude. Uh, (laughs) I wondered where he was. I was like, I could still hear you you on the call. So (laughs) by the way, before... Before we jump to the questions, I just wanted to end out this call. So Ooh, yes. I would, um, so since I'm still technically on the IRA call with Ryan, um, I would just ask if there's anything else he needed. Um, we would normally in a real call, there'd be a lot more back and forth. Um, so feel free to just call and ask any question. Like I said, there's no time limit um, uh, for th- when you do that, uh, the, the intro call and do the training with us. And I would hang up after I hang up or after Ryan hangs up, he, he's going to get a feedback screen. Um, and that feedback screen, he is going to rate me as as an agent so that you're not rating and you don't have to do that but it's optional if you'd like to rate us so you would rate um, me as an agent not the service itself so if you have um, you know a signal issue or something like that that you can definitely report into us call into care let us know but the actual feedback um, right after your call is just based on the, ex- the agent's performance so you can rate it good or bad I believe the options are and then you can write more if you'd like this is a great place to either um, let us know any concerns you might have had or any praise that you might have Ryan hint hint and um, <laughs> and, um, and Janine and, yeah. and Janine where does that feedback go when I submit that? Like, does do, when I submit that feedback, or let's say I, you know, I I, I decided that, you know, uh, Emma was, was such a great agent. You know, does Emma actually see that when I submit it? Emma or does not does Emma see not? the actual feedback that you submit. That feedback goes to our agent analyst team. They take a look at it and then they let Emma know that an explorer or a customer uh, gave her this positive feedback and that things were great, but they're not going to identify who it was or circumstances about the call. So you don't have to worry, you know, if there's something that didn't quite go right, or, you know, you just want to say, well, maybe this person could improve this just a little bit, you know, please feel free to do that because the feedback is anonymous um, when it gets to the agents, and we use feedback to help people get better at their jobs and to really praise the folks who do a great job. And so, you know, please make use of that feedback form and if there are things about the call like technical things like connection issues you can write about those you can rate the agent as good and still say that you had you know difficulty with connection issues um, Ooh, in the yes good point that call all right so i think we can go ahead and open this up for questions so if you're watching on youtube definitely feel free to use that youtube chat um, you can also raise your hand on Zoom, Alt-Y on Windows, Option-Y on Mac, or if you're on the phone, like I see some of you are, star 9 will raise your hand, yep. and we will go ahead and unmute you, yep. and we will ask some, or so, answer yes. some questions. All right, and this is your chance to ask uh, questions about positioning your camera particularly and how to position yourself for different um, ways to use IRA. Absolutely. So, we have any questions out there? Now, Emma, what about computer screens? I know they are kind of hard to read from a phone camera because you've got, you know, a a screen versus a screen. Um, Is there anything that we can do in terms of our computers uh, to make it a little bit easier if, say, we're not using TeamViewer, because that's going to be our last uh, expedition of this go-round. But um, what if we're not quite there yet, and we just maybe hold the phone up to the screen, or we hold it up to our TV? Is there anything we should know about that? Yeah, so one of the main things is that if you're um, is kind of with lighting. So your screen, um, a lot of people have their screen brightness is turned down if they're not actually using the screen itself. Um, so you want to make sure that your screen curtain is off and that your screen brightness is turned up just to either a normal level or even brighter if you prefer. Um, and the other thing would just be how the lighting is in the room if we're getting really particular about it. So this is not something that you would really need to think about, but if you'd like to think about it, um, having a lot of backlit light behind the screen is going to make it just a little bit harder for us to see that um, screen. So if you're in front of a big bright window, maybe um, you can close the blind or something like that. But 
You can also just figure that out with your agent once you call in, if you'd like, if you're just a little unsure. But the main thing is to have your screen curtain off, to have your um, to have the uh, brightness of the screen turned up, and then also making sure you're positioned correctly. So a great positioning for a computer screen is about two to three feet away for a smaller monitor, three to four feet away for a larger monitor, if we're talking like one of the real big ones. And, um, and you can have your phone in uh, landscape mode if you'd like. Um, or you can just have it slightly further away and hold it the normal way, um, which is portrait mode. And we would be able to visually look at your screen. So one of the super useful ways to use Ira like this, um, of course, is what you're saying. If you don't have TeamViewer, let's say you want to have us describe something on the screen, read something on the screen that your voice reader or the JAWS or whatever isn't reading for you. That's one thing we can just look at the screen through the camera and just tell you exactly what's on it um, that way. Uh, but also one of the main reasons we have people call in to have us look through the camera at the computer is when they don't know what's going on. They don't know if it's on or off. They don't know if it's asking for a password or whatever. Oh, just call us real quick. Death. We can just look <laughs> yes, exactly. So you can just call in real quick, show us your screen, and we can just give you a quick um, a quick description of what's going on. And usually that gets people going to wherever they need to go next. Uh, but also, like you said, if you don't want to use TeamViewer and you want help with something on your screen, you can just call us. We can look at it. Um, one of the main things we also do this uh, setup with is describing different um, quick things on the screen. So you want to buy a couch, you hold up your camera to it, and I can just let you know, yep, it does look like you have the blue couch in your cart and only one of them, and this is your total, and you can just kind of spot check the things that you wanted to check without having to log into TeamViewer and do it that way, which is still a quick process within itself, but sometimes this is just a little bit quicker. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And now that we're in the prime day, prime days, I guess, more than one. <laughs> um, oh, yes, we are. You might want to jump on board. So do we have any questions, Ryan? We don't. No wow, questions. Quiet out there. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Well, let's then talk a little bit about, so we're doing these kind of um, tasks, and it's hard to hold the phone. And people have asked, gosh, how do I, how do I hold my phone? Uh, so let's go over a couple hands-free options that are out there. As many of you know, we had a product called uh, Horizon, and that involved a pair of glasses with a camera and a smartphone that went with it, and you could use that as a hands-free solution. Well, we discontinued that product because it was not able to update any longer, and we wanted you to have the best experience you could. We're looking into more experiences like that with glasses, but until we find a new pair, you've got some hands-free options out there, and I'm going to reach over here to my shelf. One of them is a lanyard and a pouch, and this holding up a little pouch here with a, a silicone um, lanyard, which is just a long uh, circle of silicone, uh, I don't know, what would you call this, rope, I guess? Cord or something like <laughs> Cord. that. Yeah, and then I'm going to put my phone into this. this and there's lots of, oh, go ahead. No, this particular one, you actually stretch the corners over the corners of the phone. And we'll get it. There we go. So it kind of goes on your phone. There's my phone. And uh, Emma, you can probably see um, the little um, on the corners of the uh, pouch. And there. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, so the um, the lanyard that you have is one of the um, really fun ones because you don't have to worry about the pouch um, blocking anything. So the one she has is just a silicone, it's like a silicone square almost that has little um, straps that go around each corner of the phone to hold it in securely. This is a good one since you don't have to worry about anything covering the camera since um, there's nothing blocking the camera on that one. And then it would just hang around her neck and hold that phone in place. Now, some of the worries that people have with, yes, in the back of it so looks just yep and she's putting it oh, on her neck oh, to show i'm gonna go over my headphones well <laughs> yeah so right now the phone is is the back facing camera or the camera that is it the back facing camera is that how you say it the one that's, yep. yeah 
And um, so that one's going to be facing outward so we can use that camera. And when you can either hold it up to show us something specific, kind of like Janina's doing now, she's holding the phone up, or she can let it go and it can just hang around her neck. And we would still be able to see some things with it. Um, so we would be able, if she's walking, down. we'd be able to see. <laughs> yep, if she's walking, we'd be able to see in front of her. Um, or if she is uh, maybe cooking, we'd be able to see things that are, you know, about stomach height. Another thing you can do to make that view a little bit higher for us is uh, kind of you can um, adjust the back of it maybe tighten it a little bit, put a knot in it or something, and that'll hold it a little bit higher. Janine always uh, recommends the neck mounts because they just give such a good view. I don't know if you want to go over the different mounts or stick to the basic. Yeah, let's go over the different uh, different types of mounts. I'm going to block my video here while I go get my little toys here. <laughs> Sounds good. So yeah. Ryan, why don't so you talk different... a little bit about the kinds of things that you use? What? Boring. I, I, I'm like the worst person in the world for this one because I actually don't use a lanyard, um, so I just hold my phone, um, and then I use um, I use AirPods, um, which uh, allows me to be cordless uh, and hold my phone. But I'm actually a really boring person and don't use any sort of hands-free devices. So you actually, Janine, are more hands-freer than I do, um, <laughs> um, and, and you know I. I don't know why I don't. Um, you know, I'm. Uh, I just. I never really did. I, I, I used Snow Lanyard a couple times, but I've never actually. Yeah, it seems like something that people either use it or they don't. And the ones that use it love it, and the ones that don't seem to get by just without it. But um, if you are interested in it, I highly recommend at least trying it out because it does give you that hands-free service that a lot of people like, especially when you're walking around um, or navigating. Uh, so you maybe you have your um, dog in one hand or your cane in one hand, you've got a bag in the other, or you're looking through a shelf with the other. Um, so it really can be helpful to have that hands-free experience. And you can um, get that by having a lanyard like Janine was showing us before, having a chest mount, having a neck mount. Some people even go as far to have a face mount. So, <laughs> okay, what do we got here, Janine? I do not have, oh, let me, there we go. All right. I do not have my uh, a head mount yet, but this is the neck mount. And Get far enough back here where you can see the whole thing. There we go. And you can describe you lift it that, a little Emma. bit higher for us. Yeah, if you can just lift it up about six inches or so. There we go. A little bit higher. Perfect. So now I can see the whole thing. So this is the neck mount that Janina is showing us is goes around. It is like a, a, a harder frame, I guess. Is the I, what, How would you describe that piece that you're it touching is, now? It's it feels like, like a, plastic, but it's very bendy. Um, once you get it into a shape, it's going to stay in that shape until you bend it into another shape <laughs> oh okay so it's moldable like mold moldable basically yeah. so it, it looks like a big loop a big circle that it has a place to hold the phone and it's hard it's not like the lanyard where the rope that goes around your neck is soft on um, this one is bendable and keeps the shape that you'd like it to be in which is nice if you want the camera in a specific place and it rests around the back of your head and holds the phone up nice in front of you exactly where you want it um, so that one goes, looks like it even had a pad for the back of your neck. Oh, perfect. So right now she's holding it up. She has the phone in the phone holder there, which is showing us the back of the phone. And it is completely um, free from blocking the camera, which is great. And she uh, has the, she can bend it down. So we're looking down more towards the ground or maybe some papers you're looking at. Um, or right now she's bending it back up. We're looking directly in front of you. This would be great for walking or navigating. Now it's going to the right and now to the left. So this is really nice because you can get all the different angles for exactly how you would like the camera to be positioned. Yep. And, um, and, then, and now she's showing us it goes around. Kind of where it <laughs> lands. Awesome. So right now the phone is being kind of positioned up in front of her. Uh, and that is great because it gives a nice clear view with a hands-free um, room what's exactly in front of her. So if I was looking through your camera right now, I would see your computer. And uh, this would actually be great for doing computer tasks yeah. because I'm able to see your computer and you're able to still type in everything you would need to do. So yes, these neck mounts are really great. Um, they are uh, slightly bulkier than, of course, just holding the phone on your own. But I really wow. think that the uh, the usability of them makes up for that. And they're not exactly stylish, I will tell you. <laughs> it's um, although they do come in black 
and white um, from different companies. You can find them on Amazon if you look for neck mounts. There are a number of different types. Also, the Harbold Company, who are good friends of Ira, um, they sell this particular neck mount that I was showing everybody. And uh, you can find them at harboldcompany.com, I believe. But when we do this podcast, we will put their address in the show notes so you can find that. But there are a number of these. And Ryan, there's a really cool way to find out about all this fun hands-free stuff. And that is our many IRA communities that are out there, right? That's correct, Janine. So we have a whole bunch of different ways where you can ask fellow explorers what they use, um, depending on what you like. So we have a, a Facebook group that you can join if you are an IRA explorer. Um, and we also have an email list. Um, and so if you like um, email lists, you can go there. And for those of you that um, like your phones more, we also have a WhatsApp group that you can join as well. Um, now, most of these, except for the WhatsApp group, can be found by going into the More tab of your IRA app and going to the Connect With Us section, I believe is what it is called. Um, there you will be able to access all of those uh, different groups. And our your agents or our customer care team should be able to get you access or the link at least to the WhatsApp group. We can also put that in the description for this video and then uh, also get that in the podcast notes as well. Absolutely. And um, the WhatsApp group, if the link is in your um, list under Connect With Us in the phone app, it may not be correct because WhatsApp has you change the group link uh, every it's so not often. There. And so that may not be current. So just check yeah. with us and we can get you the current link. No problem. Great. Well, no questions? Wow. Yeah, well, let no. me give you guys a couple of dates to remember. And I realize that this part of the call is going to be kind of a current events thing, but we'll give you these before we leave you tonight. Our next expedition call will be next Tuesday, and that is September 20th. And we're going to be talking, as I said earlier, about formatting, all kinds of formatting from documents to forms that you need to fill out to PDFs to all kinds of things. If you have questions about formatting, please, you can send those to us. You can send them to support at ira.io and they will be filtered down to our, our team here. Uh, but if you have any questions that you want us to go over regarding formatting, we will definitely do that next week. Then on Friday, the 23rd, we have another afternoon at the museum and we'll be taking another look, another deep dive into the National Museum of African-American History and Culture. And I think this time we're going to do more music. Last time we did sports, but we've got one more thing next week. It's a crazy week next week, guys. So next week, we have on the 21st something that's really important to Ira, and that is our Explorer call. We have a monthly Explorer call. It is here on Zoom and YouTube, and that call starts at 8 p.m. Eastern time on Wednesday, October 24th. I'm sorry, October 21st. Good grief. Rushing that one a little bit. So Wednesday, the 21st, will be our Explorer call, and you'll want to tune in there because we have some big news for you. So, and this is big news involving some access partners. We've got some new and fun access partners coming up for you. So, Ryan, anything else, Emma, anything else that we can share with folks? Um, I just really want to, you know, really reiterate how easy it is just to call in for the first time and ask any questions you might have. So even if you're still on the fence about IRA or anything like that, just give us a call and we can answer any of those questions for you. And like I said, that first week is completely free. And um, so just call us in, call in. And if you have any questions about how to hold the camera, what we can do, any of our promotions, we it's just a, you know, a one-on-one. -on -one. You have all of our, you have the whole agent's attention to ask anything you'd want to ask. And and just really get to know the different ways you can use IRA for yourself because some someone might say that they love using IRA for navigation um, and maybe you don't leave the house much or maybe you work from home and you don't need to use it for navigation. You can brainstorm ideas with your IRA agent um, on different ways to use it at home that'll help, you know, whatever you need to do. And so, yeah, just give us a call and we can help you brainstorm because I know one of the hard things when you're starting to get into IRA is what even to use it for. Um, so that's one of the things I would say is just give us a call and try it out because it's completely free. Awesome. Ryan? 
You know, I, I, I think one of the most important um, things to reiterate, um, especially when making that first call into Ira, is not to be worried about what things are going to look like when you call Ira. You know, I know um, a lot of people think that the agents are going to to judge maybe how messy your room is or judge you know what things look like and i mean great I, you know that was me when i first called and i'll be honest uh, <laughs> um, but i think you know now? it's important to know that it's important to know that the agents are just like people uh you know that you know you have some people say, you know <laughs> our rooms are dirty too it's completely okay like you know and know that your agent is is objective your agent is not going to make fun of your messy room and i guarantee you they don't talk about it afterward or anything like that all agent sessions any session that you're in is always confidential when you contact ira um and so know that it's completely okay to call in and even to look at something that you may have dropped on the floor or to find something or whatnot Even it's completely pet okay. oh yes pet yes, messes, pet messes yes. Are, are, are definitely a big one Yes. Yeah. So as long as you're within our terms of service, um, you can call in and we can help, you know, if, if your, your kid threw up on the ground or your dog may had an accident, or maybe you just had a really tough week and your house is a mess and you just, you just need to help, you know, whatever. We're not here to judge. We're here for, like Ryan said, objective information. So do not worry about that. We have people calling from their house all the time. And, you know, we see every type of house and I don't even want to get into what my house looks like. So there's no judgment. <laughs> Absolutely. But of course, you know, if you ever have any questions, um, calling your agents or our customer care team has an information department. So if you'd rather give somebody a call on the phone first or ask some further questions before calling those agents, we definitely have an info department and are more than happy to answer those questions there for you. Or you can always give your agent a call as well. We're more than happy to help and look forward to it. Yes. Shout out to our care team. They're super helpful. And if you have any questions about tech issues please also feel free to call into them our care team ryan can vouch for this is super good with all the tech related stuff um any app issues all of that that's going to be calls you're going to call directly into care for or dealing so anything task related anything like that call into your feel free to call into an agent or care anything billing related anything um your app isn't working that's all going to be to care so we have a question on our YouTube chat. All right. Um, when you position the camera in regards to having things read to you, do you position it a certain way or will the agent tell you how to position it? The agent is always going to give you pointers on the best way that they can read uh, whatever you're trying to um, whatever you're trying to take a picture of or whatever you're trying to get read. As a general rule, what I will do um, when I am wanting the agent to take a look at something, for example, the book that I took a picture of earlier in the, uh, in the, in the meeting, um, I usually will lay the phone down on top of the object and center it the best that I can um, with, you know, using my hands and just feeling where the object is. And then I will pick the phone straight up um, about uh, uh, just about uh, a foot away or even a couple inches away. and then let the agent direct me from there. Now, you don't have to do that. You can just hold the phone over the object and the agent can definitely direct you to where you want to go. It is completely up to you how you want to handle that. Um, know that your agents will always give you the best information to either get the clearest picture possible or to be able to read everything on the page. Absolutely. Definitely. And um, don't worry too much about pre-positioning your phone, like Ryan was saying, before you call in, because we're almost always going to have you move it. I don't think I've ever had a call where they called in and they had their phone positioned just perfectly so i didn't need any sort of movements at all so don't let that affect you call in and we'll get it awesome all right. well thank you so much ryan and emma and please everyone join us next week for another ira expedition this has been janine stanley everyone stay well stay safe and join us next week take care everyone bye, -bye everyone